0: So, Jr. Democratic presidential nominee Joe Biden is now the projected winner of the 2020 election. President Trump is still vowing to ask for a recount in Wisconsin, and his legal team is looking into whether voter fraud occurred in other states. Assembly Speaker Robin Voss, late last week, called on the Elections and Campaigns Committee to investigate whether there was voter fraud here, as unofficial results show that Biden won Wisconsin by more than 20,000 votes, or six-tenths of a percentage point. What will the committee be looking for and who might be called to testify?
1: It's not entirely clear what all the committee is going to do. Uh, in announcing the committee on Friday, Robin Voss talked about having the committee look into quote-unquote vote dump and also look into uh, what happened with Milwaukee Central Calvary Rhapsody ballots. First off, there's no evidence that I've seen so far of any kind of vote dump in Wisconsin. Uh, the Numbers did change overnight from Tuesday to Wednesday in the presidential race, largely because communities took longer to count absentee ballots than uh, those cast election day. Uh, that Those votes were largely cast, the absentees, by Democrats who voted for Joe Biden, and that's why the numbers changed from a significant uh, Trump lead in Wisconsin early in the evening to a narrow Biden win by Wednesday morning. Uh, as far as Milwaukee central count, it was a, a late night once again. Again, I have not seen anything you yet, any kind of fraud there, anything appropriate. The Milwaukee Elections Commissioner was um, less than thrilled with Robin Voss's questions about how the city operates. So I think it was done well. I'm um, also worthy noting that even though Milwaukee had 160,000 absentee ballots and Green Bay had about 30,000, Green Bay took two hours longer to finish its count of absentee ballots than Milwaukee did. So all that said, uh, Ron Tussler is the Republican lawmaker. He's chaired that committee. He's looking to meet sometime after the canvas is done. That has to be done by mid-November, though um, counties often hand those in before the deadline. Then there is a narrow window for the president's campaign to request a recount. And last time I had talked to Representative Tosser, he'd hoped to find a way to meet between the canvass is being done and that deadline to request a recount, which is a very narrow window for, for that to happen. But they want to, you know, look at some things. So also worth noting that. The same time that Voss was announcing this in Wisconsin, GP legislative leaders in Michigan and Pennsylvania were making similar pushes. Obviously, all three states went for Biden. All three states have Democratic governors and Republican legislatures. And all three states historically have been uh, voted for Democrats all these last 20 years until 2016 when they flipped to Donald Trump.
0: Also last week, the Republican-controlled state Senate chose new leaders, Devin LeMahieu of Oostberg was elected the new majority leader to replace Scott Fitzgerald, who won the fifth district congressional seat. What do you think will be LeMahieu's leadership style compared to Fitzgerald's?
1: Uh, yet to be determined. We a- I asked him about that after he was elected. He said that like Fitzgerald, he has got a fairly laid back personality, and uh, but we're still going to see how he he runs the Senate GOP caucus. Uh, one thing known about that caucus is that. It has some different factions. Um, and in the past, what we've seen from Fitzgerald was that he would allow the caucus to kind of find its balance on issues, and then he would come in and kind of close the deal on any particular bill, with the final details. We'll see if Lemahieu takes a similar approach. Um, it is difficult that caucus, at least the way it's been constituted before in recent memory, to force it anywhere. That's why Fitzgerald was always very good at letting it find its... Its path on issues is much different than the Assembly where Speaker Robin Voss often is able to kind of drive the agenda for the, the caucus and the members come along with what he wants to do and the Senate's a little bit more difficult to do something like that. And often, again, the caucus has to be able to find its own way for it can do things. We'll see if he continues that approach or takes a different one.
0: What kind of legislation do you think Lemahieu and Senate Republicans will be pushing in the next two years? You no, know,
1: we'll see, but um, you get the same... Same dynamic that Fitzgerald had the past two years. You have a Democratic governor and a Republican-controlled legislature, so you can push any bill you want to, but unless the governor is going to sign it, uh, all it might be a wasted effort. So we'll see if they try to take a more confrontational approach, or if he decides he wants to, you know, pass bills that just that can actually get signed into law. We will see. Uh, it's not clear yet what what his goals are. Uh, remember that he. Is been elected majority leader but won't actually take over the role formally until January, if Israel keeps the title at least, for the next couple of months before he resigns, his CTO joined Congress. So it looks like in the up short term, you know, Lemme he was doing things like trying to hire staff, figure out joint finance committee, uh, appointments to that body, things like that, that kind of get the foundation in place for next year. We also have, you know, 100-some bills that the Assembly passed that weren't taken up by the Senate before it adjourned. Remember, there's supposed to be a day on the floor in March, but it was canceled due to COVID-19. So there's still a chance that they'll come in and and take up those bills. It'll be interesting to see is if they do come in a lame duck session, if there'll be a push to do things like take up the nomination of Andrea Palm, the health services secretary. There have been several Republican senators who have wanted to see her fired. Um, And if you come on the floor to take up bills, you might open the door to having things like that happen. And you know there are some republicans definitely unhappy with the orders that she's issued there are also people i've talked to who kind of question how it would look if you have republicans firing the health services secretary in the middle of a pandemic so there might be some political risk they do something like that
0: governor has set up the people's maps commission a nonpartisan panel of citizens and community leaders and it has begun its work on what it calls a fairer redistricting process for the next decade The commission has held virtual public hearings across the state and is expected to make recommendations in the coming months. But by law, the party in control of the legislature has the ultimate say over redistricting. So what do you think will ultimately happen here? Do you think Republicans who will control the legislature in 2021 will go along with any of the commission's recommendations?
1: No. uh, More likely what's going to happen is the uh, GOP legislature will, led uh, legislature, will uh, pass its own map. Governors will veto it. And then the map produced by the People's Commission will be part of a court filing. Because the full expectation of the people I talk to is that the courts will draw the maps next year. The question is which court will do it? Will it be a federal court? Will it be a state Supreme Court? Um, and with the People's Maps, the one that's drawn by that commission, um, I fully expect the people I talk to do that that map will be a proposal to the court to say, look, here's a way to do a map that was crafted by this you know, body that was supposed to be somewhat nonpartisan. Here's an, an option to look at, and ultimately a judge or judges will make the decision what the maps will look like that will be in place for 22 elections.
0: Meanwhile, the Republican-controlled Assembly is scheduled to elect new leaders tomorrow. Robin Voss has been Assembly Speaker since 2013, and Republicans lost two seats in that chamber. Do you think Voss will be reelected speaker? And do you expect any surprises?
1: Uh, there has been talk about a possible challenge to Voss, but from all, all the accounts people I've talked to, it's expected to be an uphill battle to beat him. Um, you know, if you had told me a month ago that it would be a 50-50 basically presidential election, the top of ticket, and Democrats would pick up two seats in the assembly, I think most people would say that'd be a pretty good night for Democrats because. The whole idea of Democrats picking up seats in the assembly was predicated upon Joe Biden winning Wisconsin by four, five, six points. And every point more that he got beyond that four or five, the more seats came on the table that could be won. It didn't end up that way. And the polling obviously was off again this time. And it ended up being an even election top of the ticket and Democrats were able to still win a couple of seats. Now, Democrats raised the expectations to such a high level because they put so much money into so many races played so many different places even try to take on robin voss that it raised the expectation and so now it looks like somewhat disappointing so republicans can argue that hey they had a good night uh, with what happened in the assembly center, all the money that was spent and right now robin robin voss is getting some credit from Republicans that i talked to for that and so it does not look like any challenge will be successful
0: that's wispolitics.com editor J R ross You can join us each week for our conversations, and if you haven't done so already, subscribe to Capital Notes on iTunes, NPR One, or wherever you get your podcasts.